Hey y'all, welcome to Tears and Joy in Your 20s. I'm your host, Julia Light, and I am so glad you're here. Navigating your 20s comes with a lot of highs and lows, a lot of freedom, and a lot of uncertainty. That's why I created a space for conversation about all of it. On this podcast, you'll hear interviews of creatives, entrepreneurs, people doing big things in their 20s, telling their story, tears and joy and all. I hope this helps you know you're not alone. There's so much to look forward to, and you can savor this season right in the messy middle. Hey, y'all. Welcome to Tears and Joy in Your 20s. I'm your host, Julia Light, and I am so excited today to have the one and only Katie Yu in the house. Katie is a Korean-American creative who started a YouTube channel as a coping mechanism during the pandemic. Through her fashion-forward and soul-driven videos, she built a community of over half a million subscribers in just two years. Now, freshly graduated from Brown University, Katie is on the hunt for the next intersection between complex storytelling and supercharged virality to make audiences everywhere laugh, cry, and feel seen. Welcome to the show, Katie. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so glad to have you. So, Katie, Mm -hmm. for those of us listening who are not blessed to be your roommate, like (laughs) I am, (laughs) or who don't know you yet, um, can you tell us your story? Um, How did you get into YouTube and all the things that you're doing today? Right. What a loaded question that I'm so (laughs) prepared to answer. So... Hey, you, it's Katie You. That's my name. And um, wow. So I feel like my story really starts with YouTube before I started YouTube, obviously. Okay. And so rewind. It's freshman year of college. I am the most anal, uptight girl that you know. Okay. okay? Like... I'm very much no play, all work, and focus on getting to the top of the ladder. Like, that Mm. is literally my only objective Mm -hmm. coming into Brown. And so I remember sophomore year, I was applying and writing cover letters to 30-plus internships Mm -hmm. because that internship, like, sophomore to junior year, that's the one that defines your career because then they'll call you back and then you'll get recruited and you'll get a full-time job. So my entire objective was get the best job, get the best internship. So I was breaking my back, totally throwing away my health, applying to all these internships. Mm -hmm. But then the pandemic happened Mm -hmm. and we were all sent home. When you were a sophomore. Yes. Yes. And I got 30-plus emails saying, thank you for applying, but our internship is not running this Mm. summer and it's crazy because I feel like you would expect me to say I was devastated Mm -hmm. but I was actually so happy Mm. that the entire world paused and gave me an excuse to run away from everything that I've been building Mm. and I think that was the moment where I realized like you cannot live like this you can't live a life that you're so happy has been put on pause You know? True. Yeah. So I was very, very relieved that Mm. everything got canceled. So then it led to this total vacuum of what do we do with our time? And me, like every single other Gen Z person on this earth, (laughs) tried to go viral on TikTok. Right. Yeah. What else do you do? What else do you do? Pandemic when you're 20 years old. (laughs) And I failed miserably. Oh. Like, 
was doing the renegade, sweating, <laughs> crying, throwing up in my room. Really? Yes. Oh my gosh. And each video would only get like two views. No. I'm not even joking. Which is so embarrassing. Like, I feel like you should at least get like five views from your friends. Yeah. Two. Okay. <laughs> and I was doing that like every night and literally crying. No. <laughs> and my mom walks in one night and it's not looking good. <laughs> I'm like covered in sweat. And she was like, okay, babes, this is not working. Um, yeah. Time to throw in the towel. She's like, why don't you try YouTube instead? Which I was like, mom, you're crazy. YouTube is so much harder. You don't even know. Like TikTok is what all the kids are doing these days. This is how you get your foot in the door. But I was like, you're right, though. This is not a good look. I should move on. And she, she had a camera and oh. a mic and stuff oh. from her own, like, creative pursuits and so I just started using that and I posted my first vlog which mm -hmm. was like stay at home um, Brown University student day in the life okay and I committed to posting two videos a week which is insane that's a lot yeah. I don't know why I did that I mean it got me to I'm where I was but <laughs> and in six months I hit 100k subscribers wow yeah and one video took me from almost like 20k to 100k like it blew me up what video was it it was um what the different college majors would wear if they were people and it was like oh. me putting on these different clothes and dancing in them and also telling a story about each of the majors oh. and so i think that it was just a combination of storytelling fashion dance that the audience is really liked mm. and I blew up and I've been and then that was all I've been doing ever since yeah and yeah all throughout college even when we went back to college mm -hmm. I was like barely going to class like I was doing mm -hmm. everything to just get the degree and okay. the main focus was YouTube so were you you weren't thinking about like any other career post-grad at that time <sighs> I'd say I was because Everyone around me at Brown was still following that path. Yeah. And so yeah. I was like, oh, am I doing the wrong thing? But what I realized was senior year when I came back and everybody was back on campus. When I started my YouTube career, we were all at home. So the only thing I did was wake up, record, <laughs> edit, go to sleep, barely do some classes. But yeah, then when yeah. you come back to campus like there's commuting there's seeing your friends mm -hmm. and I realized that I had to quickly make a choice between pursuing a nine to five and YouTube because I couldn't even handle like going to class and doing YouTube and I knew that mm -hmm. if I treated like a company job this way yeah I'd get fired <laughs> so I made that choice um and I just took that leap of faith and you know that saying that's when you get rid of plan B, that's when plan A starts working out. I feel like that's mm. what happened. Oh, that's so interesting. Right? Yeah. So, yeah. And then I, so I decided to do YouTube full time and graduated, came to New York City because that's where all the influences were moving. Uh. Um, and things did not go as I expected once I came to New York City. Um which we can get into. Yeah. But yeah, I feel like the whole journey of YouTube has grown 
my ability to tell stories mm-hmm. and also intimately interact with an audience to see what speaks to them. I know you've shared that like things did not quite go as planned no. in New York and that's like a teaser. We can get into that, yeah. obviously, because um, this is tears and joy in your 20s. But before we get into that, tell me a little bit more about like your YouTube content, because I do feel yes. like your content is very unique in that you're such like a deep and thoughtful person. Mm. So it might be like this video and you're like dancing or like getting ready or whatever, but it has this voiceover, this like <laughs> deeply written like thought and you're just so like so creative and brilliant. So tell us more about that like when you first started out did you have a vision or were you just like I'm gonna try this out like what how did your like vision and like purpose I guess for your channel evolve um Mm -hmm. over time and like what is your what is your purpose with Mm -hmm. it very good question when I started I'd say okay well ever since I was a little girl I would always tell my dad I want to be famous. And my dad's like, Katie, you need to contribute something to the universe to be famous. You can't just be famous. <laughs> like I'm being famous. And I'd be like, but I want to be famous. And so when I started YouTube, that was still, I think, a very subconscious line of thinking of this is what is hot and cool right now. Mm. And no better time than this. So honestly, when I started, it was just to let's see how far I can go. Yeah. And let's put my face out there. And once the numbers started kicking in, mm-hmm. it I honestly got kind of sucked into how do I keep the people happy? Mm-hmm. How do I make audiences come and be happy and more people, more people, more people? Yeah. So honestly, I would say that that was my goal for I feel like the first half of my career. Okay. And when I started out, the main intention was to entertain. Mm -hmm. So I feel like when I first started out, there wasn't that much, or maybe in my opinion, there wasn't that much deep, thought-provoking stuff. Um, It was just what makes people happy? What can I, what flashy thing can I do to attract people? Yeah. But then once the masses came, (laughs) the masses came and I realized that one of the videos that went really viral that grew my channel like crazy, it was, um, oh my gosh, I can't even remember the title, but it was something about like how to dress for your body type because you're doing it all wrong. Mm. Like I would do these titles that are like, you're doing it wrong. This is how you do it right. Yeah, yeah. People are like, well, I want to know. Like, what am I doing wrong? Yeah. And that video really emphasized how to focus on your personal silhouette and your personal, like, coloration, skin tone Mm, to really present yourself in the best way. Because I, growing up, really struggled with body dysmorphia. Okay. And, like, I would go to Abercrombie, be like, these models look amazing get these jeans and they look terrible on me and I just was so confused and became so insecure in my body but then Mm -hmm. as I became a YouTuber that was doing fashion I was forced to figure out what silhouettes work for me and I realized like Mm -hmm. oh every person is different and you need Mm -hmm. to have your own reference point and so that video once it went viral I kind of realized like wow people are struggling with these Mm -hmm. types of things this was just one instance of Everyone goes through 
that motion of waking up and looking at themselves in the the mirror and being like, "Mm, like, there's something, like, I feel like I look frumpy right now. Like, what's going on? And then being able to address that and make them feel seen and then provide a solution. Mm -hmm. I feel like that was the first time that I was like, oh, people are in need of answers. Mm. Let's see what other answers that I can give. And so while I first got my foot in the door with fashion, because that was what I became known for on YouTube, I quickly realize like a deep flame that gets kindled in me is when I'm able to make someone feel seen wow. and help them process through that. Yeah. So that became kind of the evolution from fashion into more complex, like deep soul searching. Okay. Yeah. I love that. That's so cool that it almost happened like accidentally. It Definitely. Everything was accidental. There was nothing about my life that I planned and it went like exactly the way I Oh my gosh. It, you know? Such is life. Yeah. Right? Such is life. That's amazing. Yeah. Okay. So you've done, this is what, like a year and a half into YouTube that you're yeah. starting to be like, okay, I want to talk about like deep soul searching. Yeah. This is around the time of college graduation. Yes. Okay. Because for those listening, we're the same age. We're born one day apart. Which is crazy. Crazy town. That's when we knew we needed to be roommates. Okay, you're at college graduation time. It's 2022. And you're moving to New York. Yeah. What else is, like, going on in your life Good question. at that time? So, <laughs> at that time, around college graduation, was when one of my best friends was like, Katie, you need to come to this gathering that I've been a part of. And she's the type of girl that she sees a flyer and she'll go. (laughs) What a weirdo. (laughs) And she was like, this gathering was so interesting. Like, you need to come. And I was like, fine, anything for you. I go. It's a Bible study. Okay. And I grew up in the church, Mm -hmm. but Jesus never came home with us. Mm -hmm. So once I got to college... And my parents were no longer there to mm. take me to church. I completely went the other way. Okay. And I was like, living my best life, partying, doing all the college things. Yeah. And I started YouTube in that mindset. Right. Okay. So when I when I went to this Bible study, it was the first time that I was discovering for myself why my parents dragged me to church every Sunday. Mm. Like, oh, this is why. Yeah. It was just a type of fellowship that was so intimate it was beyond friendship. Like we weren't even, I wasn't even friends with these girls, but we could land in a soft place, cry and pray over each other and like find actual healing. Wow. And that was the first time that I found myself willingly going to Bible study, willingly going to church Mm -hmm. for the first time in four years. Wow. And I didn't know it back then, but that seed would greatly influence how I view this platform that I was given. Okay. So that was what I graduated college with, of like being reintroduced back to my faith. Mm -hmm. But at that time, I was still like, I'm not going to surrender everything to you, though, God. Like, my career, I got this. Mm. But like, you're a great friend. This is great. Like, this is great. Yeah, yeah. Then I moved to New York City, mm-hmm. and unlike a lot of people that come here, 
I was not one of those girls that was like, I've always wanted to live here. Mm. It was just kind of, I flowed into it. Yeah. Um, And I felt like it was very much an accident, but I'm still figuring out like, okay, God definitely had a reason. I'm still right. figuring that out. <laughs> yeah. But once I got here, I still was coming with the intention of, I'm going to conquer this city. <laughs> like, yeah. I'm going to come here and I'm going to dominate. Because I've done that before and I can do it again. A and very cocky like mentality. Why people move to New York. Yes. So I came and it was great at first. Mm-hmm. And I was going to all these influencer events and meeting all these creators that I've been looking up to for yeah. years. Like, it was crazy that I was in the same room as these people that I worshipped basically yeah and things quickly unraveled because the once you graduate college there's no finish line it's like whatever you want bro it's so disorienting (laughs) it's very disorienting yeah so without the student backbone to like kind of put a stake in my identity of like I'm a student and I also have this amazing Mm. thing with that I was like okay this is like the only thing I have left like this Mm. creative YouTube platform and so it creates a power vacuum of like I need to do everything to make this work and I quickly fell out of love with the creative process because of how hard I was pushing myself to make it work to sustain it, to keep the audiences looking at me and clapping for me and all of these things which mm. are very fleeting things and they're extremely hard to control. Like you can't control yeah. what people think about you, how long they're looking at you, but that is what I was trying to do. Mm. And it puts an insane toll on your psyche to try to control things that you yeah. literally cannot control. Yeah. At that time, also, I was going through some interesting family shifts, Mm -hmm. and that combined with this career existential crisis, I experienced my first encounter with depression. Yeah. Yeah. And it was very scary because as a Mm high-achieving type A person, you pride yourself on like no matter what the circumstances I get up and I do my job and I submit things on time Mm. and I am able to be excellent despite all these things yeah and for the first time I couldn't do that Mm. I like couldn't open my laptop couldn't get out of bed um would just spend days looking at the cloudy sky from my couch and being like this sucks but I can't do anything about it And it created great empathy for, like, everybody that I had looked down on in my Mm. past of, like, people who couldn't keep up or people who were not as punctual or struggled. Mm -hmm. Back then, I was just like, get it together. Yeah. And this was the first time that I was like, oh, sometimes you literally can't get it together. And your mind and your soul Mm. is not even under your own control almost. I was like oh, this is where you need to focus your identity on something that is not you because yourself is so unreliable. Yeah, okay. So, like, yeah, I can imagine with all the things you were saying before of, like, 
I am my career. Like, I am a high achiever. I'm going to conquer New York. Exactly. Being hit with this season where you're like, um, if your identity had been in those things, how did that impact? Do you think that probably led, like, more to that season, having that, like, mm-hmm. identity? And then, like, how did that change? Or, like, how did yeah. that season, because it's not like a, I just changed my thinking and now I'm all better. Exactly. Like, what was the process, like, processing all of that and then, like, moving on into, like, whatever was next? Right. I do think that because I'd gotten to such a high pedestal, the fall was that much harsher. So I do Mm. think that because of all this idolization of achievement and success and excellence and also validation because being a creator with a certain subscriber count like yes you're you pride yourself on the fact that you are being watched by that many people Mm -hmm. at least that was the case for me I was like I'm important (laughs) and so all of those things I do think set me up for a great humbling okay and once I got to the city and I truly believe that God used my depression to humble me. Mm. Um, Those, I was in like deep depression for I'd say three months where I couldn't work. So I had to just, I ended up taking the first five months off into 2023. Okay. um, Not working, which is illegal to me, like (laughs) illegal to my workaholic self. Yeah. Yeah. And so how I started processing the transition of values was first pruning away everything that I held dear, which Mm. God did. I did not do it because I did not want to do it. (laughs) Right. But like what thing? Like what thing? Right. First, I believe that my relationships with my family, Mm. because in college you spend time away from your family. So it's. You kind of just like exist in two little bubbles, mm-hmm. right? But the security that my family provided me and like as a kid, as a child of immigrants, the, as any child, I feel like there is this great desire to please your parents mm-hmm. and to everything that you do, you want them to be like, great job. Like mm-hmm. you're on the right path. Yeah, but absolutely as many people grow up and discover like that your parents dreams for you are different from your dreams and separating that and kind of having to be okay with my parents like me not getting the applause of my parents mm-hmm. okay yeah was I had to like let go of that drug you know mm-hmm. of like I'm gonna stop also having to stop work having to stop making YouTube videos that forced me to let go of my identity and career, my identity in mm-hmm. achievement. Cause I literally did the stupidest thing that a YouTuber could do, which is take a break. Um, <laughs> but it wasn't stupid for you. It wasn't. And I bet even just having that, like not having the like little mini dopamine hits of like this video hit this benchmark or like this person commented this really nice thing. Like, all of that probably yeah. goes away it when you detox. stop posting. Yes, a detox. Such Literally. a detox. detox. Yeah. Yeah. And also just the 
ability to have joy like that was pruned away in this and I truly for the first time experienced what it means to be brokenhearted Mm. and what it means to be poor in spirit as they say okay and so with so I literally didn't know who I was (laughs) like everything that my what my parents think of me what I think of me what I do those were all just erased so it allowed for a really blank slate for the lord to come in and be like yeah all you got is me honey (laughs) honey honey like (laughs) this all of this i gave you this Mm. but i can take it away and i truly believe that it's because i'd like corrupted it and tried to make it so much more than what it was supposed to be, I think God was like, okay, you need to stop snorting these drugs. Like, we're going to, like, <laughs> uh, like stop for a second. and Metaphorical drugs. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> metaphorical drugs. Just clarify for everyone. <laughs> yeah, like, metaphorical drugs. Like, I call attention and validation, like, what my mm. soul is, like, addicted to. It's, like, a drug for me. And mm. it is going to be something that I have to watch for, like, the rest of my life. Yeah. I truly do think that. And so that cleared the slate. And... I became really involved in just showing up and being, like being not doing. Mm. So our church was like a great community point yeah. for me to heal from my depression. I remember walking into my first community group mm-hmm. and I had just been diagnosed with depression. And I literally told this entire room of strangers, like I have just been diagnosed with depression. Mm. And to go against like the social norms of like yeah hiding and keep it together keep it together and pretending to be okay to do that it taught me a whole new way of being of because it allowed for these people to love me and support me wow and so i think i really just dis- rediscovered again the beauty of community mm-hmm. because everything that i accomplished up to this point everything that God was trying to get me to let go of was like individualistic, like lone yes. wolf. I can do this. Mm, um, yes. So it taught me how to find like my identity and not someone who is doing the helping, but is the person being helped. Wow, which is like hard. It's really hard to do. I hated. Well, but no, like I didn't hate it. <laughs> you get to be loved, and you get to have yeah. friends who like, you know, who mm-hmm. care for you. Mm-hmm. But it takes that humility. Yeah. And sometimes, yeah, it feels like through your life circumstances, God prepared that for you. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. 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 So then after that, I feel like I tried to go back to YouTube. Okay. And I was approaching it from a very different lens of, mm, and this is also when the creator economy started looking different to me because oh, of my okay. faith oh and i started realizing for myself personally like as an influencer as a content creator what you're doing every day what i was doing every day is posting pictures of myself talking about myself look at me this is this amazing thing that i did and mm. oh my gosh this is the coffee that i got today and it is fun to post and get validation for that but I started seeing through it it started feeling very empty to me Mm. to just 
post pretty pictures about myself and that be it. And so this is where I felt like I transitioned from making viral hits and like fashion, quick fashion videos yeah. to trying to really say what's on my mind. Mm-hmm. This, with that transition, the numbers went down. Like yeah. it didn't go as viral. And that was also a big contention point for my soul. Like it felt mm-hmm. again like the addict within me. Yeah, was like, like which one? <gasps> like yeah. give me back the drug literally yeah and I had to become okay with that and that's when I realized like the futility and the ability through which like follower count likes subscribers everything like falls through my fingers like I work so hard to build Mm -hmm. this and the moment I stop posting it just falls through your fingers and I'm like I'm not gonna keep doing this for the rest of my life I can't run after this yeah um but it was very hard. I remember the first time I saw my Instagram follower account like drop mm. like a thousand. It felt like the world was crashing down. Yeah. I'm not joking you. Yeah. And I remember texting all my creator friends and being like, is this okay? Like, is my career over? Oh, and yeah. they were all like, no, this is like part of the game, right? Mm. And yeah it is part of the game and it it forced me to let go of that um and as i continue to try to return to youtube i tried a lot of different content ideas yeah and became okay with experimentation again Mm -hmm. which is great that's really good um but over the last few months i'd say that because I had almost abused my creativity and the gifts that I have Mm. to just adhere to the system of constant, constant, constant output. My relationship with creating had become so toxic that I realized that I needed to take a step back and like heal it. It's almost like Mm. I was in a like toxic relationship with a lover. Yeah. And we need to go to couples therapy. Like that is what I think that I'm still in that season. So I told my Uligans or subscribers, I call them my Uligans. Uligans. Hey Uligans. Hey Uligans. Love you guys. Um, I told them like I'm gonna take a pause again. And of course, everyone is so supportive. Um, and now I am really taking every single class that makes me curious. I feel personally very led in this year to try to write screenplays okay or short films and we'll see if they make it to the youtube um yeah but that'd be so cool and classes like what classes listening like what classes? it's crazy i didn't know like growing up i was so dead set on goals of I need to get into an Ivy League. So, no, I'm not going to try that random extracurricular. I need to keep building on what I already have. So I would never try new things. And, oh, my gosh, I'm so sweaty. (laughs) I hope it doesn't show. Oh, my gosh. Okay. The conversation's so good. You're working up a sweat. I'm working up a sweat. (laughs) Um, Like, I would never try new things. So I feel like I'm going through that extracurricular exploration now. Wait, yeah. I, I, I tried improv. I started with improv, which is so scary, but it forces you to be okay with looking so stupid. Mm -hmm. It's so liberating. 
loved improv. Literally laughed my butt off every class. It was so fun. And she then, wouldn't let me come to her performance. I know. I didn't let anyone come because it just was my first time. I know, it's fine. But <laughs> that is so funny. You're like, I know. No, like nobody come. cannot come. Nobody, nobody come. <laughs> but improv, and then I picked up ukulele, yes. which I am not a musical person, or I didn't think I was. But wow, like this is something that every human is designed to at least take part in like recreationally like music is music yeah so healing so i i say i've self-taught myself ukulele i took a comedy sketch writing class i took pottery class i signed up for acting class i signed up for singing class so fun i want to take a glass blowing class oh that would be amazing you know so that would be so cool right so i am really Anything that I'm curious about, I want to try. And I'm encouraged by, like, Steve Jobs. He was like, I took this one calligraphy class, and I didn't know that it would help me. But, like, that's what developed the typography of Apple and why it's, like, so beautiful. Like, he was like, I didn't know that that one class would help me. But, like, that is what deeply informed, like, the whole branding of Apple. Oh, my goodness. And so I'm just, like, using that as a little bit of, like, yeah. I'm just exploring, and I don't know what seeds this is going to plant, but why not? Yeah. Like, all the dots will be connected by God looking back. Yeah. But right now, I'm just responsible for, like, going forward and doing my thing. Okay, I love that. And I love that, like, some of the hobbies, classes, exploring things, like, some of those could directly relate to, like, career things. Exactly. Like, getting into film, stuff like that. But some of them are literally just, like, to do. And I feel like both of those make sense for your story. Because, like, in one way, you're like, okay, what do I want to do next career-wise? But in another way, you're like, I need to, like, rest and enjoy my life and, like, have something else to live for besides, like, achievement. Yes. How has your faith played a role in that kind of, like, mindset Mm. shift? I mean, it's the backbone and the foundation of it, like, I was telling a friend the other day, we were talking about what has God been teaching you, Mm -hmm. (laughs) which is a very big question. (laughs) And I feel like God has been teaching me how to surrender my plan and let him do the planning. And because I think old version of me would have been like, okay, we're going to do two classes every week and we are going to like advance to this level by March and then we're going to boost up the level and da, 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 and then that will all play a role to create this project by this date. Yeah. And I, that has what has led me to burn out time and time again with cheerleading first in my high school days. Like mm-hmm. I worked so hard at it that I hated it mm. and had to quit. Mm-hmm. And then with YouTube in one way, like I burned out so fast because I tried to accelerate past everyone else too fast. Yeah. Um, and so I, my biggest like plea to God, which I know he will honor is like, please don't let me burn out of the things I love again. Like, please help mm. me not fall out of love again. Yeah. With the gifts you have given me. Yeah. And I think that what he's teaching me is like, in order to do that, you have to pace yourself. Yeah. And you can't, push yourself to the brink of breaking every time Mm -hmm. and so it's really caused me to 
go off of, okay, I feel like this is what I'm led to do and just doing it and then waiting instead of being like, I'm booking all these things and I'm going to like wrestle my way up there. Yes. Like taking one step. Taking one step instead of running, which I'm so used to running Mm. and sprinting. Yeah. When you run, you get tired. I get tired and I sprain an ankle. And then I'm out of the race. Mm. Like, yeah, I'm really tired of doing that. Yeah. So. No, that like makes so much sense. And um, I even was just thinking as you were talking, because I'm also a Christian, Katie and I have that in common. And like one of my favorite scriptures is Psalm 23 Mm. from the Old Testament. And it talks about how like. God makes us lie down in green pastures and he leads us beside still waters. He restores our soul. He leads us in paths of righteousness for his name's sake. And I even just think about that. Just this like slow rest life that is like so different from the hustle and bustle of New York City. Exactly. And you can still create amazing, deep, meaningful things. I think about how even like your work took on so much more meaning Mm -hmm. after your faith started to grow. Yes. But yeah, it's like we're meant to live a life of of a rest. Yes. Operating and, and out hard of, work, but yes. like both. Yeah. I agree. I agree. And I didn't yeah. that has not clicked for me until now, which I'm grateful. I mean, you're 23. I'm 23. Like <laughs> Yeah. There's so much ahead, you know. I know. Mm, okay. Uh, well, let's talk about that. You're 23. I'm 23. Also, that's fun. Psalm 23. And wow. I'm Period. also 23. Let's go. I will be 24 the day after Katie. Um, <laughs> so being 23, we've talked about all the things mm-hmm. that you've experienced literally in because you were probably 20 in 2020. Yeah. yeah. So like literally in the first three years of your 20s, <laughs> <That's> <laughs> so much has happened. Um, wow. But you've like learned so much and you've done such a good job with like thinking deeply and like being open to change and learning so like what are you like looking forward to or thinking about going forward that's big question (laughs) yeah wow I am I was I was telling someone the other day I am like not very good at looking forward to things it's something that I believe God is restoring very in progress because I tend to not look forward to things because I don't want to get disappointed. It's like something like that. Yeah. So I am really looking forward to being so comfortable running my own race that I don't feel pressured by what anyone really tells me. Mm. There was this like, tiktok that i saw from this creator that i really enjoy she was she said something like don't go to the ocean of your life with a tablespoon or a thimble or all these other things that people hand you saying like this is what you should do this is all you can take and i'm really looking forward to coming with like a bigger bowl every time and then eventually just like running into that ocean that I know that God has for me and not comparing mine to other people's Mm -hmm. because it's just we are all so cut from different cloths that you cannot compare like your calling and your unique like 
place in history with someone else's. So true. And I, I think that that is something that I'm just really, really excited to continue growing in where it becomes something that not that I just say to try to remind myself, but like a true belief. Mm, and yeah. I feel like there's so many older people that I run into and they're just a lot more secure because they know like this is the life I've lived and like this is what I'm responsible yeah. for. And I'm just excited to go through the nitty gritty steps of learning that in my own way. Yeah. I yeah. love that. I love that. And like that is something to look forward to for anyone in their twenties because yeah. like, we are young. And even if you've accomplished a ton in your twenties or like <laughs> there's people our age who have done way more crazy things, yeah. you know, but like there's so much to look forward to. And I just think about like, I don't know where I read this. Some like formation book. I don't know. But it's just like the idea of like who are you becoming based on what you're doing mm-hmm. now. And I feel like you have seen like who you were becoming based on what you were doing before. Mm-hmm. Like running yourself into the ground yes. for success, for your dreams, for whatever. Or maybe like even, I don't know, you may have been like, oh, is this really my dream? Or is this just like what was like next, you know, in front of me? Um, but now you get to see like, okay, who am I becoming by like taking time to figure out what I want to do next and yes enjoying and being deeply rooted in community growing in my faith to build that foundation like yeah now you're becoming like somebody else. a really peaceful and established adult oh, thank you you are I received that yes I received um, that that's a really good point and what we're talking about right now reminds me of <laughs> a conversation that I had with my therapist mm-hmm. this past week. I was like, I don't know what it was. I experienced, so this like thing that we're trying to fix right now in my life of like running ourselves into the ground. Mm. I kind of experienced that again for the first time in the new year with, I just decided to, to be like, okay, this the, is the new year. I'm going to like boost my dance class level. Yeah, And I went to like a dance class. That was like hard. Yeah. Really hard. Yeah. And I walked into counseling with that in my mind of like, I am so scared because I associate hard work with burning out. Mm. I was like to my therapist, I was like, I am so scared of like ruining this thing that I love, which is dance. And she brought up the concept of being secure, like Mm. in something not just like what level you are where you're going and she brought up like a lot of people in the public eye like many people like athletes or like artists like Taylor Swift like first you start out and you're like trying so hard to please the masses and then at a certain point in their career they're like wait nothing works like this nothing works to like satisfy everything so they become very secure in themselves and for me that is identity as a daughter in Christ Mm -hmm. and at this moment and I said this to her my therapist I was like that doesn't have enough weight in my Mm. mind like being a daughter in Christ I'm like okay that doesn't like I don't I can sound like just like yeah like a little slogan yeah and so I'm really looking forward to and this is something I've directly asked God of like show me how important and priceless it is to be a daughter in Christ, like wow. to be a child of God. Yeah, it's so priceless. Which every person yeah. on this earth is. Like, show me that. Because yeah. that is like where I'm going to be the most secure. 
Absolutely. So I'm really looking forward to that. I don't know how. Yay. I don't know how he's going to do that, but he's going to. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. We'll answer that prayer. That is so cool. And what you were saying about, like, um, hold on, I'm Googling quote that you shared with me. Um, I think I know what quote you're talking Like, you were talking about how, yes, the C.S. Lewis one. You were talking about how it's like, after a while you realize you can't, like, please everyone. Mm -hmm. Like, I was going round and round with Katie about this podcast. Oh, well, like, (laughs) full circle moment. But, um, like, she shared this quote with me that I thought was really helpful. It says, even in literature and art, no man who bothers about originality will ever be original. Whereas if you simply try to tell the truth without caring two pence how often it has been told before, you will nine times out of ten become original with ever, without ever having noticed it. And I think that's so true. Yeah. Like what you're talking about. Yeah. Like just stop aspiring to be something you're not. Yeah. And as creatives, that's really hard really because hard. so much of like being an artist is like, you know, it's not like you're like a baker of like everyone needs to eat bread you know and like so they're gonna buy it because they're hungry like (laughs) and obviously with baker that's like an art too now but like i'm thinking of like back in the day yeah (laughs) you know what i mean of like as an artist it's like people have it has to like touch their soul or like yeah there's a lot of song or like entertain them but i think like just seeing people no matter what we create like seeing just people who are like fully alive and like telling their story and yes with their whole chest yeah yeah that's just like the most encouraging thing and again something to look forward to just yeah as you get older and like learn more and grow okay i love this conversation so much we're talking about yeah dreams for the future how we got to where we are today at the ripe age of 23 (laughs) um but what like i know it's very this season i feel like for me being in your 20s is so weird because on one hand, like a lot of us who went to college, like you were just in college, you're like starting your career. I've also had like lots of changes in my career in the early 20s, which I'll talk about someday on the podcast. But um, it can be easy to be like so future focused or yeah. just like the present feels very fleeting because it's like I'm just getting started on what I want to do. So like I'm not going to be here for long, probably. But how do you find joy in this season? Like I know you've talked about your hobbies, but like what is like bringing you joy right now? Oh, my gosh. It is amazing what the great place of Central Park will do for your soul. It is my favorite place in New York City. Me too. I used to say the world. It's mine in the world, I think. Okay, okay, yeah. cool. We're on the same page. Yeah. <laughs> but people would look at me crazy when I would say that. They're like, the world? Like, are you serious? I'm like, well, Pretty sure. this is my world right now. Literally. I, the difference between a day where I don't go to the park and a difference where I do is night and day. Yeah. And when I go to the park, I don't listen to music. Mm. I just walk. Wow. And so I'm able to really stop and examine the wildlife. Like I (sighs) will stare at a hawk for 20 minutes until it flies away. I will observe squirrels fighting and being like, oh, like what's the history here? Like I wonder what their relationship to each other is. Like, and it just, it puts me back in my place of like, I am so small. And look at all these animals just enjoying the present. They don't have, they don't, they're not thinking about their future. They're not. And it really reorients me. 
And so that has been such a beacon of joy. Yes. And that is something that I I only learned when I got really depressed because the only thing Mm. that I could do or had enough energy to do is like go outside. Wow. And that's where I was like, oh, this like helps. What? This really helps. A lot. Yeah. So it's something that I've like kept up and I feel like depression is something that um, it can come back. Like it can, it's not, my counselor describes as like, well, when you feel a cold coming on, you start to dress warmer and you like drink warm fluids and you drink a lot of water, like you get ready. And so you can like mitigate it. I think Mm. depression is often like that where you can't just be oblivious and be like, no, I'm never going to. And taking those walks in Central Park brings me so much joy and it helps me to not um, lean into like that area. Yes. Um, So that is a huge place of joy. That's amazing. Yeah. And I, another place, my bed. I love my bed. Yeah. I thank God for my bed every single day. That's like, so good. oh my goodness. Um, investing in one space. That is something that I never really understood. Like, mm. I'd always be like, I'm just going to be here for a year. Why would I put things on the wall? Why yeah. would I buy candles? What they're saying is true. Like, what? Anything that's mainstream is because it works. Like, buying candles works. It brings you a little bit of joy every time you light it. Yeah. So, little things that you think you're too important for or you think, like, no, I can do without it. Like, I am rushing so fast through this. Like, I don't need what all these people say that I need. Like, no, like, learning to honor yourself with these little gifts and trinkets to like enjoy home enjoy home enjoy life enjoy the mundane moments has been revolutionary for me oh my gosh yeah that's a word is it okay i love that it's just true like it's so true yeah so many of the things that we get to enjoy are things that might seem like frivolous and unnecessary but it's not like expensive things it's not like oh i just need this like ring like yeah it's like a walk is free <laughs> and like a candle is ten dollars like you know but it's just the things that it's like yeah. you're building like rhythms of a life that yes is just joyful yeah. and and if we don't do it now we will never get into the habit of doing that when there are a million other things on our plate that is so, so true yeah learning to rest now i imagine will be very helpful in the long run. very very helpful Okay, to close this out, what is a word of encouragement that you have for someone who might be in a similar season of, like, in their 20s, figuring out what they want to do, maybe they feel burnout, maybe they're dealing with depression, like, anything along those lines? Do you have a word of encouragement or something that you would say to, like, yourself a year Mm. ago? Wow. What would I have wanted to hear a year ago? for people going through the very universal yet specific confusions of literally not knowing what the point is <laughs> um there is a point to why you're here mm. and there is a purpose for why you are alive and existing in this time in this age on this day True. like nothing is an accident 
And for anyone struggling, I want to tell you that it gets better. But you have to keep going or else it's not going to get better. Mm-hmm. Um, I also feel that for our generation, for Gen Z, for 20-somethings right now, there is this big feeling of pointlessness and mm-hmm. uncertainty of like, well, we're all going to die anyways. And the world is a mess, so I'm just going to put my head down and survive and try to find my best self and keep going. Mm. And even as we try to encourage ourselves like that, like you see all these coping mechanisms in social media, like there is this level of solidarity of like, yeah the world is crappy but like we got this right like we're just gonna do whatever we want right i can feel the unsatisfaction Mm -hmm. of like subconsciously we know that that is not all there is like we're hoping that there's a better answer then we're just gonna like do the best we can and build the best life we can (laughs) haha and like do it for ourselves do it for ourselves try to make ourselves happy yeah i really strongly encourage you to start believing that there is more to life than that and that you start asking yourselves the question of like but what if that is not the whole point of why I'm here on this earth because secretly you want that to be true you want there to be a bigger point mm-hmm. and I'm here to tell you that there is a bigger point <laughs> so um, true, Katie. wow so I Really advise you to not run away from like when the really tough, messy feelings arise. I think those feelings are your friend. They are there to show you where you need to go and what you're afraid of that you don't need to be afraid of. Like those things have no power over you. Mm. And so continue to push forward, but also continue to look at what you're running away from. And I want you to be encouraged that there is a reason why you're here and there is a purpose for why you have the gifts and the desires that you have. And like there is a whole calling there and a whole community and people that you're going to fall in love with to touch the lives of. You have so much to look forward to. Mm -hmm. And so your existence here is not pointless and we are here and we're going to we're going to do our best to redeem this world. Yeah. Yeah. Like we can do that. I love that. Yeah. Wow. You're awesome. Oh my gosh, thank you. Yeah. You just have so much wisdom, uh, so much to share. Thank you for sharing your heart with us and your story. Just yeah, there's so much power in sharing your stories. So Thank you for being here today. If you Thank guys you so much. are not already Yuligans, woo! Following along with Katie on social media, you can find her on YouTube, Instagram, yes, TikTok, yes. Anywhere else? I think that's it. Just look up Katie U. She spells it K A I T I. Yes, because she's very cool. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you guys so much for tuning in, and we will see you next week. Thanks so much, Katie. Thank you. Love you guys. Bye.